0: Welcome to Your Life Choices, the podcast with me, John Deeks. Great to have your company. Your Life Choices, of course, where you can find so much information for us, 50 pluses. And it's also a chance to have a look at the very first Your Life Choices Older Australians Wellbeing Index, uh, 2000, I was going to say 1900, uh, (laughs) that shows you how old I am, (laughs) 2020 to 21. And I'm with the publisher of Your Life Choices, Leon Della Bosca. I'm very old, Leon, so you have to pardon my my head. How's my head? Is it... uh, Am I getting a bit addled? Yes. Possibly. Definitely. Well, it this is, is the, the first one, not the hundredth the very, one. It is the first one. <laughs> it's actually the first one for your life choices. What is the Older
1: Australians Wellbeing Index? So the Older Australians Wellbeing Index is the first time that we've, we've asked specifically about Older Australians' state of mind, their well-being. Aside it was a good, from- good start with me, wasn't it? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you're looking well, John. Thank you very much. And I believe your wellbeing is also on the up. And and what's the state
0: of Australians' 50 pluses?
1: Okay, so COVID obviously was a, a big health scare for older Australians, well, for for all Australians sure. really, but particularly for older Australians considering they were, let's say, what, the target of the virus or the vi- you know the people it was going to affect the most – Overall, their well-being is very positive. I'll get to that in a minute. It's one of the things that we've noticed, and we notice time and time again. Older Australians are more resilient than people give them credit for. Is that because they've been through perhaps you know they've been through wars,
0: they've been through uh, downturns, huge downturns in the economy, and they've gone through that? If you can't afford it, don't buy it. Sort of situation.
1: True, true. I mean, I suppose the only thing they haven't gone through before, well. Let's say I'm pretty positive most of our audience hasn't gone through before is a pandemic. The Spanish flu. So out, there's yeah. a first for everything, even, sure. for, even for our our members. Wars, downturns, stock market crashes, They're not just pandemics. Kind of, but that that's yeah. sort of, you know, get on and do it sort of attitude. That's right. And again and again, they show how resilient they are, how positive in the face of adversity they are. And what we found... Through our survey, which had seven and a half thousand responses, so wow. an amazing response. I mean, you talk about a nationally representative survey. If seven and a half thousand people responding to a survey doesn't cut it, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> but what we found is that more older Australians are feeling positive about their well being than those that are feeling negative. So overall our well being index score was one oh nine. So what we did is we asked
0: just, what was that again?
1: One hundred and nine was the what? One? So a hundred would be seen as neutral. Yeah, and our overall older Australians' well-being index. So the score, how we would rate their well-being overall, yeah. was one hundred and nine. And that was based on what criteria? So we asked them about their physical health, their mental health, their financial health, and their security and safety. So they're the four tenets that we rated the index on. We also asked about how COVID affected them and, and impacted their lives. We asked about how um, they feel about the state of government and how the government handled the situation. We'll keep asking those questions in years to come. Hopefully we're not asking about how COVID affected them this time next year. Well, I mean, I think we're, hopefully we're probably, you and I will be talking more about travel. Let's just see how the vaccine and everything rolls out. We may well be, but it will still be interesting. But yeah, we 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 asked them about their physical health, their mental health, their financial health, and their feelings of security and safety in the community, in, in the house, in mm-hmm. you know, out and about.
0: What sort of age groups were we talking about? What were the
1: what were the demographics? I mean, you say fifty plus, but was there a, a breakdown of that? So we had around about ten percent, uh, fifty five and under. We had 50% between 60 and 70, and then we had another 40% between 70 and 85, and then 2% over 85. Right. So
0: it was a very representational demographic spread.
1: I would definitely say so. We say about six in 10 of those were fully retired. The rest were working or or working part-time or full-time or carers. This is the first one that your life choices have done.
0: How does it compare to others that have been done, whether it be through government uh, institutions or others?
1: Well, I mean, we're asking our audience in particular. Um, we, I suppose, if we're asking older people, essentially, um, how ours is different from the others, ours is better. Take, take me through some of the uh, the, <laughs> the specifics. Health, for instance, what was the breakdown there? So we asked about their, their physical health first, which maybe not surprisingly, ranked the lowest out of all of the factors that we were asking about. So that, that hit 105. So still positive, but not as high as the other areas in mental health, financial health, safety and security. So th- what brought the physical health score down was a lack of sex life. Mm-hmm. So that 53% said their sex life was very poor where we probably could have asked a bit more information was whether that you know they were they were okay with that or not i mean obviously you know some people maintain very active sex lives all throughout their years for some, it, it sort of eases on, but it's still great when it happens. And for others, they don't care.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, I guess uh, there's a lot of uh, widows as opposed to widowers. Uh, when I go and talk to uh, various groups, uh, the probus groups, etc., around the country and around Melbourne, um, the predominant uh, audience makeup is female, of course. I wonder how other factors were as far
1: as um, what people are doing uh, financially, Leon? Well, their financial health was actually one of the higher scores on the index at 110. Why is that? I would say that a lot of people forget that over 50s have, they own around 50% of the nation's wealth. Is that right? And 46%, I think, of their disposable income, the nation's disposable income. So a lot of older Australians have, obviously they've worked very hard to get to that point. Um, They haven't all had a the benefit of a working lifetime of super, but they've had a fair portion of it. A lot of them have. Um, certainly, many of them have benefited from the property boom. Sure. Um, but you know, and equity w- in their homes. Well, you know, the government's now saying that the, they may may need to tap into the equity of the home to yep. to fund their retirement. So, luckily, they're in a position where they may be able to. A lot of them are in a position where they may be able to. Still, say three around three and ten aren't, but you know may well be in the future. Um, look, I think what what we do really well is we talk a lot about financial literacy for, with our audience. And I sure. think if, if, if one thing in our survey that we, we're very proud of is that, that the financial health index is positive, our audience fancy themselves as being very confident in handling their finances, three and four. Say so they're confident in handling their finances, we'd like to think we have something to do with that. But... They also have a poor understanding of government pensions and allowances. Well, I was going to say, you've
0: given me a lot of the positives. What are some of the things that they're not happy with or that they're, they feel that they're missing out on?
1: Okay. So government pensions and entitlements is an area where they could have the benefit of more knowledge. And again, that's something that we like to think we do quite well. So is that why they're part of our audience? Yeah. Maybe. Um, a lot of them could be missing out on more potential entitlements um, if they learnt a little bit more about that. You know, they're very confident with investments. Their superannuation is, you know, seen as, as a positive. We're talking, you know, 50% of them have good or very good superannuation. So th- the money's there for a lot of older Australians and they, they feel financially savvy, confident in handling their finances. And I think one of the things that we found with this index is that it flies in the face of common perceptions of older people. Which are? Well, they're fragile. They're frail. That many of them are looking at the bottom of an empty purse. There definitely are people, you know, that we could put in those categories for sure. But by and large, they're active. They're engaged. They've got money. They're looking to spend it. I mean, um, for better or for worse. Or, you know, they're, they're looking... For ways to increase their activity in the community. I mean, going through all of the um, the comments, especially, what were some of the comments? So the factors that um, are the most beneficial contribute the most towards well-being yeah. in retirement. Now, if I had to give you the main the main words that were used in the factors that contribute towards retirement, they would be health, number one, yeah. by far, family. Obviously, having access to an income that allows them to live a comfortable retirement rated very highly, but being made to feel or feeling like a useful and engaged member of the community, having a sense of purpose, all rated right up there with those big three. Where can people go to have a look at that in more detail, Leon? Well... Hopefully they're seeing it uh, around the traps at the moment. Um, they can jump on the website, uh, look up the, the wellbeing index, type in wellbeing index in the search field and we've got the full report there. Um, is yeah. government going to have a look at this? Because I'm sure that they are
0: always keen to see what older Australians are thinking.
1: I hope so. Um, it, it, Don't it, make us march in the street, mate. It's interesting you say that. It's one of the comments which I loved was, as a retiree, your main concern is health, Second is financial security, then the family around you, and lastly, to have a good government who knows how to address the needs of an older society.
0: And we are more than ever living longer, and I speak for myself at 70, uh, and... Active and you know our brains are sharp, and we are very keen and active members. We have more time to read the papers, watch the news, and find out what our pollies are doing. Sometimes to their detriment.
1: Yes, I'm I'm not one to. And we've got time to write letters, mate. Oh well, you know, (laughs) that's true. Did you see that article uh, a while ago about all the letters that Rod Sims received because of the continued cuts to interest rates? And obviously the cuts to interest rates, you know, we talk about age pension increases and and things, but all of that's still blunted by the effect of having zero interest rates on savings deposits and cash deposits. And there was was a fantastic article about these vaults and pallets of letters and mail that he received from retirees about, you know, what are you doing to us? Like, do you not understand how much this is affecting us? Well, look, it is affecting um, a lot of retirees. The bottom line. But again, that overwhelming optimism and positivity in the face of adversity. I think, you know, it's affecting the, the, the fact that they're earning interest on these deposits, but they have these deposits and they know that, they're, that they've worked hard for it. Some of them have benefited from, um, you know, luck and, and positive um, market um, trends, Forces, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing. You know, they lost a lot of money at the start of it. The super funds took a huge hit. They've, you know, the funds have recouped a lot of that over time. You know, because
0: I mean, I feel well. Look, you know, there's my pool that's in super and whatever, and I mean, and that's it. You know, like I cannot afford to make any more mistakes. I've made mistakes when I was a kid. I made mistakes when I was in my 30s and 40s. But now 70 plus, I can't make any more mistakes. <laughs>
1: That's right. It's 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 the income. It, it's all coming out now, isn't it, once you've retired. it's There's not much going back in. And what is going back in is the interest earned on yeah. on, on cash deposits and things like that. Question without notice. Uh, I find a lot of uh, seniors
0: uh, when I was on radio uh, would ring up and they'd say, oh, I'd look, up, I want to use a computer and I don't know how to. Was there any discussion on seniors' use
1: of technology? There was. Look, again, way more savvy with technology than most people give them credit for what this survey did is it, cha- it it gives data to back up the opposite of the negative perceptions of older Australians Now that was just a roundabout way of saying older Australians are not what you think they are what you say they are the stereotypes are not true who says that well I mean let's say the media we're talking about the the frail old person you know the the burden on society which they're not
0: the, the Who says, I want names. I want name, I want phone numbers.
1: I'm going to ring them. Well, we could give first names. Josh, Scott. <laughs> um, look, um, it's it's not something that is unheard of, you know, that, that, that they're a burden and on th- society. There a they're recent, a burden on uh, the younger generation. There was a
0: recent uh, survey came out of, uh, and there it is quite often, and I was speaking to Janelle Ward, one of your editors, uh, about the age The editor. I'm sorry, the editor? She's the well, editor. Head of a team of editors. <laughs> um, no, but uh, about ageism. And there was a big report on ageism and uh, how the perception is uh, just you know, appalling with some people when it comes to employment, when it comes to... And, and, look, we're all... Even I am like, oh, well, you know, you're getting old now. You're getting on a bit. Uh, and it's just pervasive, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's one thing that we found out in the survey as well, how many people have personal experience with age discrimination and ageism. And it's, you know, six in ten, seven in ten. Very few respondents said they have no experience with ageism. Now, some of them accept it and go on with their lives. For others, it makes them very angry and rightfully so. Sure. Again, but all the
0: isms now, sexism, ageism, it, it, it's very much to the fore. and At least we're
1: talking about it. We are talking about it, but as we've spoken to experts in the past as well, it's enough to talk about it, changing the behaviour is another thing so okay so we're addressing the attitude we're making people aware of the attitudes changing the behavior is a it's going to be a longer process and i think what surveys such as this do particularly this one i hope will change that perception of older people again not a burden active engaged physically fit you know that was the lowest score still very much in the positive mental health is, is quite high as well. They feel safe. They feel secure. They're, you know, by and large, happy and My, my,
0: my peer group tend to say, gee, my, my, my mind feels about, you know, 25. My body feels whatever it is. Uh, but I'm sharp. I'm alert. And you think of how, well, I'm not. Just assuming here, but how your dad was at seventy, how my dad was—I th- I think he made it to seventy. I mean, he was t- totally different to how I am because of the medical, how we look after ourselves, how we eat. It's just totally different in twenty twenty-one.
1: Yeah, I mean, seven in ten respondents feel younger than their chronological age. Sure, and one in five of those—how old do you feel? Felt ten years younger. How old do you feel? How old do I feel? I, I, admittedly, I feel about my age. I don't think that's a bad thing. How old are you? 45. Yeah, you look it.
0: Thanks. It's been tough. Yeah.
1: I, had, I had far fewer grey hairs, you know, a few years It's your
0: kids, mate. It's your kids. And it, look, it is a wonderful time if you're able to be able to look back at your life and go, well, you know, we've had a fantastic time. Now, what can I do? And keeping engaged, whether it be the men's shed, uh, did you find in the Older Australians' Wellbeing Index that people were inclined to want to get out and engage
1: in places such as the probus clubs, or the uh, service clubs, or the men's sheds, or whatever. No, no, we didn't ask anything specifically. Mm-hmm. We know they are engaged. We know there there are a lot of volunteers out there. there. Certainly, were a lot of comments about volunteering and yeah. helping, and, and again, finding that sense of purpose through those sorts of groups. Um, specifically, no, we didn't ask.
0: Leon, thank you so much for giving up your time. Leon Della Bosca, the publisher of Your Life Choices and the Older Australians Wellbeing Index uh, 21, the very first one done by Your Life Choices. And we do recommend you go and have a look at it on the website, yourlifechoices.com.au. Leon, thank you. More power to you. And uh, let's make sure that more Australians and those in power have a look at the index and take it to heart.
1: Yeah, I'm really hoping that we do... A lot more towards like i said we really want to change that stereotype of older australians and i think this index really does do that
0: i'm ready to write a letter good on you mate thank you take care